Hi there, and welcome to the Oompal.com podcast. I'm Oli, and for episode number 63, it is my pleasure to bring to you a chat with Tim Thorpe, an American pipe maker whose work I think you will really enjoy. The following podcast is brought to you by rockstarpipes.com. Rockstarpipes.com carries some very nice brand name pipes, but what I especially love about this site are the small production carvers he carries like Tim Thorpe and guys like that. Rockstar Pipes currently carries about 11 different carvers in this arena, and I can tell you that there are some absolute gems available over there today and every day. Go check out rockstarpipes.com right now. That's R-O-K-S-T-A-R pipes.com. Bookmark that spot and grab yourself something nice and check back regularly. And hey, while you're there, pick up a cool Rockstar Pipes shirt. I did, and I love it. The following podcast was recorded on December 11, 2014. Now sit back, grab a pipe, and stay a while. I hope you enjoy. All right, on the line with us today is Tim Thorpe. Tim, thank you so much for uh, joining the podcast today, buddy. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Ollie. Thank you for having me. Uh, let's get started with just some basic information about yourself. So tell me, you know, your age, where you're from, your family, pets, your work, sure. stuff like that. Um, well, I'm from New Jersey. I'm 34 years old. Um, I have a pet named, uh, a dog named Chestnut. I am married. I have a stepdaughter. And I think that's kind of it. <laughs> so how long have you been in New Jersey? Did you grow up there? Uh, yeah, actually, I've been here for 34 years. Wow. And uh, never yeah, it's, uh, never moved out of that area? or, or... Well, I'm originally from North Jersey. Um, then I went to culinary school and I moved uh, down to South Jersey. Now I'm in what they call Southern New Jersey. But um, still, you know, up and down the state, but never, never left uh, New Jersey. So uh, tell me about culinary school. What was that like? That was amazing. You know, I look back, you know, 1998 to 2001 and um, just a great time, you know, great learning experience. Um, just amazing, you know, different chefs. I mean, all the chefs are from all over the world and uh, just took off, you know, my career. And, you know, I still, do, well, now I'm a full-time pie maker, but, um, you know, up until that a few months ago, I still, uh, you know, was always, uh, uh, you know, chef, food service manager, or chef manager for Compass Group. Um it's just a great experience. I mean, it's not an easy uh, career, especially what I did recently. Was you know, some of the people think it's just cooking, you know, but there's a lot of finances involved and um, you know, stuff of that nature. So it was quite challenging, but you know, I do miss it. Um, but I am a classically trained chef, which uh, some people know, and some people look at me like, really? Must be the beard, you know? They, they don't. <laughs> so yeah, being a chef is a uh, is great. I mean, you know, people always ask me for, you know, typical stuff like food tips and how to do this and how to do that. But, you know, I love answering. So, uh, what so. was, or what is rather one of your favorite things to cook? You know, I get that question too a lot. Um, you know, it's tough to say. I, I like classic cooking methods like braising and, and like searing stuff, you know, and it's kind of like, slow paced cooking, like, like smoking, but like, you know, like at home, I, I do a lot of braising in the oven and, and, and you know, even like crock pot stuff. Um, you know, different, it's hard to say what my favorite, uh, <laughs> I mean, we eat pretty healthy, so I always alter the food I cook. Like I'll make a risotto and, you know, it's not going to have butter and cream in it. It'll, you know, have chicken stock and, you know, maybe a tad of butter and cheese, but, but, you know, nothing, 
nothing heavy, but um, I cook everything, so I can't give you. A, oh yeah, you know. So you're all favorite, you're all over the place. But, you like it all. Yeah, I do definitely. You have to be versatile, um, especially when you're cooking at home for a, uh, you know, wife or stepdaughter. Um, you know, it can be a uh, can be challenging, but like I said, we you know we we eat pretty healthy, and uh, I just try to change it up, and uh, you know, no pasta, you know, this week, and, you know, sometimes we have it, you know, typical. Typical, uh, I wouldn't say typical American diet, but uh, it's definitely uh, a little different. Well, cool, cool. I, I had yeah. no idea. I yeah. didn't know. I didn't know that about you. So, um, about about pipes. When when did you start smoking pipes? Um, I started in 2006. Um, I, you know, after work, I would go to a local pipe and cigar shop. You know, hang out with them, have a you know, you know, just the pipes always intrigued me. I mean, I always had, you know, they always, I was already drawn on them just to look at them, you know, it's just such a unique, you know, I mean, there's so many different kinds, it's just, I was always drawn to it, um, and my father smoked, smoked the pipe, so, you know, just like memories, um, but, you know, I started looking at them, I bought it, you know, it's a typical, uh, cheap, you know, corn cob, started off with some aromatic, um, then I got a pipe kit from there, but that's a whole different, um, area we'll, we'll we'll go on i guess we'll talk about it <laughs> once i get started now but um i started in 2006 uh, smoking okay and uh do you still have some of those old pipes from back then yeah i had my first uh two actually right in front of me my, my workshop oh, that's um, cool and you, you still smoke them every once in a while um yeah i do i mean one of the stems is falling out so i gotta i gotta actually fix that now that we're and I'm talking about it. Um, I, yeah, I, I just look I know at a him, guy. You know. I know a guy that could could fix that for you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, is his name Tim? <laughs> no, I, I do. Uh, I also do repairs. I do my own. Um, but yeah, I uh, if I can't do that at this point, then. Uh... <laughs> when did you carve your first pipe, and what was that like? Um, 2006. Um, I I bought a pipe kit. It's like a you know bent, typical like three quarter bent block with a you know vulcanite stem um i got it from that that uh like a cigar place and um i mean i literally sat in front of in my living room on like a tv dinner stand with a dremel and i just i just cut it out i mean i had no idea you know no trace you know no, no tracing no marks no no band so i just i it took me on like days and i just would like literally willed it out i'm gonna pause right there for a uh interesting little delve into something he said you know he, he worked on it for days with his dremel i actually took one day um i decided you know what i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna carve a pipe after i drill it out i'm gonna carve it with a carving knife a hand carving knife and if you remember way way back in i think it was 2008 there was a pipe that i put out that that was a billiard that had a kind of growth on it which was actually part of the plateau that i left but the rest was was a hand carved pipe from a um, carving knife, completely by hand. It was ridiculous. It took me forever, and it it killed my hands. But but um, man, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. It was brutal. It was fun. It was both at the same time. And man, I wish I had that pipe. That was that was a a really really interesting, bizarre kind of. Um, exercise anyway back to the podcast you know i didn't even have you know i didn't have a buffing i had nothing so i i kind of you know read somewhere you know how to 
they were just common sense sand it, you know, and then I, I think I even rubbed like olive oil on it to make it shine, which, uh, is, you know, very basic, basic stuff. But, um, yeah, it's where, that's where it started. Um, in my living room with a, with a pipe kit, typical story. <laughs> and so, uh, after that, after you bought the pipe kit and, and, you know, whittled that out, where did you go from there? How did you decide, yeah, I want to do that again, but, but maybe, maybe differently or, or, you know. So I, I, that kind of, you know, the bug bit you at that point. So what happened next? What happened next was um, I met Tim West, who, you know, I still talk to this day. He's a great mentor. Uh, you know, he really taught me how to make pipes. How do you drill this? What do I need? You know, this is how you drill a pipe. You know, it's basically three holes, as everybody knows. And um, just, you know, he taught me how to do it. And then I bought a few blocks, completely messed them up. I mean, butchered. They were... Uh, I mean, I, I drilled right through them, you know, mm-hmm. first time ever uh, drilling. So what he did was he would, he, I bought three blocks and he would just drill them out. And then I would shape them to the stem. And then, I'm sorry, he, I got, I would say three more kits from him, you know, full kit. I would make them. And then he started just sending me like drill blocks and then I would fit the stem. So it just evolved from there. Um, and then, you know, I just kept, kept doing it you know it took i would say 20 20 pipes i started getting it yeah that's that's where it started so at at what point did you decide you know that i want to make this into something more than just a hobby well you know I, it's hard to it's hard to say i mean uh let's see how can i explain this um well i always had the passion to to just you know, make pipes, market my own name, um, and get, just get people smoking them. So, you know, and there's always, you know, obviously money to be made. Not that that was the main focus, but, you know, as time goes on, you know, you're selling pipes for $75, people are loving them. Hey, I, you know, I'm, you know, they're smoking them, loving them. So it just, uh, it kept evolving from there. But, you know, I would say in 2010, when I moved to uh, Cherry Hill under my house, um, yeah, we had a garage, uh, you know, garage with a, like full benches built. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this, do this right. Um, you know, full workshop, and that, you know, and that's where I really, uh, I think I really took off, and you know, just got real serious about it. I mean, you know, I I started from the ground up, not like you know most carvers today. So not, you know, nothing wrong with it, but you know, you go and you learn. Yeah, you learn from another pipe maker. They show you the ropes, and then you you go off from there. You know, and I just I just started. You know, basically, right, right from the beginning. So, uh, I, I guess it just evolved into uh, a job. <laughs> right, right. So, um, who were some of your early influences? I know that you said that uh, Tim West sounds like he's probably uh, the biggest mentor, right? But who were there any other influences yeah. you had along the way, even if it was stylistically? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Rad Davis and Bruce Weaver, I've always looked up to. I mean, um, they, they helped me immensely. I mean, you know, without them, I don't think I would have my shaping characteristics now. Um, you know, it's over the years, uh, you know, just talking to, I, I think I talked to Rad a little bit more, you know, um, on the phone and just at shows, you know, just show them my work, you know, what do I need to do here? You know, and they are just so helpful and, and skilled. Um, they've helped me just unbelievable. Um, you know, uh, yeah, great, great guys. Those two. Um, I know that, Especially when I first um, started my my workshop here at the house, Bruce was incredibly helpful at fielding 
a number of questions that I was totally stumped on. And, uh, you know, just a super great guy. What a, what a cool dude Bruce is, but yeah, Rad's, oh, absolutely. Rad's a, a fantastic fella too. Um, just, you know, just good gents, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, they just know how to make pipes, you know? I mean, that's, that's I guess it's just simple as that. I mean, they know, like, you know, they can make any shape. I mean, Rad is just so versatile. I mean, he can, you know, you, you, you've obviously seen his stuff. I mean, he can make anything. And then same with Bruce, you know. Um, they just been so helpful. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. How do, you, how do you think your style has changed since you started? Oh, okay. Um, well, wow, that changed quite a bit. I mean, I started making, you know, bigger pipes, rusticated, just, you know, general smoking utensils, as, as, as I uh, describe them. Um, you know, and, and shaping just evolved. You know, the market changed, and, you know, and I'm looking, I'm like, what do people want to be buying? What do I want to be making? Um, and what can I make? You know, I mean, you know, 2008, I, 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 there's no, you know, I just didn't have the skill, you know, the skills yet to even make anything, obviously, what I'm making now. But uh, I think just, you know, I'm, I'm not one to, to copy. You know, I know there's a lot of pipes, a lot of pipe makers, but, you know, I guess I, I looked at the market and just like, what is, what is going to look good and what's going to sell? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I started sandblasting in 2009, but didn't do it seriously until 2010. When, you know, when, um, I'm sorry, 2011, we moved here, but I've always played around with sandblasting. Yeah, that always intrigued me too. I mean, that's what people want. I'm like, that's what I need to do. I mean, I had to have, you know, my own style and uh, things like that. So uh, would you so. would you say that you went from, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna kind of think about this in in basic terms, you went from kind of larger, you know, what you would what you called smoking utensils to maybe uh, more finessed shapes. Yes, I, I, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, basic smoking pipes. Um, I, I use I don't know why I used the word utensil. <laughs> Instrument uh, smoking. You know, a basic pipe. You no, know, um, but the style. Yeah, just like I said, just looking at pipes, following the market, and just seeing where you know, where it's going. I mean, what, you know, they're, it's just amazed at what some guys are making. And, you know, it's like, well, I have to, you know, up my game. And and also back in, you know, 2007, 8, 9, I mean, there was nothing, you know. There was, you know, your name and like eBay and mm-hmm. just like word of mouth. And, you know, I know smoking pipes were, um, you know, they were up and running, but it wasn't, you know, obviously today. So the market is just unbelievable now. I mean, you know the pipe makers and, and just the styles and, uh, you know, collaborations, uh, which I've done and just the evolution. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's where the style comes in. I think, uh, so that sums it up. <laughs> which pipe shows can we expect you to attend in 2015? Um, well, I definitely need to go to Chicago. Um, I missed last year and, uh, you know, that's a big one, of course. And, uh, Definitely uh, going to go to that one, and um, uh, the uh, the Newark Pipe Show. Well, they call it the New York. It's in New Jersey. It's a small show right outside of uh, Newark, New Jersey. I'll be there. Um, possibly, I think. Well, is the St. Louis show in February? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, I'm going to pause right there and did my Google search, and it looks like the St. Louis show is February 28th. You can Google that and find out all the info you need. Back to the podcast. Okay. 
Well, I'd like to go to that one. I mean, I love going to shows. I love, you know, seeing old friends, meeting people, you know, having people look at my work. Um, it, it can be challenging, you know, because I'm sure, you know, well, you know, obviously not, but, you know, just time-consuming and traveling and, and, and things of that nature um, can be difficult. But, but I, once you're there, it's like a, I love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. So so at least we'll see you in Chicago and at the New York show, right? Yes, absolutely. Excellent. So how are your pipes marked and graded if they are graded, and how has that changed since you started making pipes? Okay. Um, you know, I graded my pipes years ago, like 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 one, two, and three, you know? I mean, like... And, you know, I, I kind of steered away from that because... Like I really got in the sandblasting in 2011, and you know I thought you know look at the it's clearly defined what you're what you're making. I mean it's either sandblast or smooth, and sometimes I still rough escape, but not usually. Um, uh, so the grading is just the plate. I mean you know if you see one of my smooths, I mean you know it's the highest level that I, that I'm producing. Um, you know, in terms of obviously briar and and uh, you know the shape and then the smoothness and then you know sandblasting, um, it's the sandblast. And then also I started well, I started about a year ago um, uh, doing the wormhole or wormhole blasted texture, which um, is taken off pretty pretty good. People are really interested in it and uh, intrigued by it. Um, those are my three grade. I guess you could say my three grades, but nothing is stamped anymore, grade wise. Okay, so so, um, but you do have some sort of a um, signifier on on the pipe as far as your stamp. What does that What does that say? Um, it says T Thorpe, like in an arc, and then mm-hmm. I always stamp the year. Um, I also years ago used to stamp USA. Just again, there was like wasn't like it is today. I mean, and so it's like you know, if you sell a pipe on eBay, you know. I, nobody knew, didn't really know who I was. I mean, obviously the name's American, but you know, I, I used to stamp it, you know, USA because that's where it's, where it's uh, obviously made. But um, now I just do uh, T Thorpe and uh, the year. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. What would you say is the most enjoyable part of pipe making for you? Um, I would say the most enjoyable part is um, just the, really, I mean, the, the people I, I meet and and you know that have your pipes and it's just. It's so gratifying, you know, to have you know, somebody um, come in your pipe, smoke them, and continue to buy them. I mean, I have some really great customers. So you're you're saying that that kind of interaction between uh, you and the customer is really the most interesting part for you. Yeah. How do you start your pipe making process? Do you start off like on paper or on the block, or do you do something else? Well, you know, it all depends. Like commissions, you know, people, you know, people obviously tell me what they want, um, and then I go from there. And I, you know, I pick out, you know, specific lock, um, just like a lot of makers do, um, you know, and fit it to that profile, you know, that I need, you know, and also depending on, you know, if somebody wants to gear towards a smooth, then I'll really, t- you know, get my real nice Italian plateau and really, uh, you know, try to find find one. But um, I do, you know, I do basic tracing. A lot of it's out of my head. You know, um, you know what? You know, if I turn an apple down, which I'm going to do today, um, you know, just getting the profile and you know, it, it, it's so you know, obviously it's all visual. It comes out of your mind and it's right in front of you, and um, that's another thing that I've learned. Um, you know, what to look for, how to cut it, you know, how to shape it. 
But um, yeah, everything starts off with with the, with the wood, and I do do some stuff on paper. Um, like my Gatsby line, um, I did you know I, I drew them all out, and um, you know just so people can see shapes, profiles, and stuff. Right. But, um, so tell me, yeah. tell me about that Gatsby line. Um, what was the impetus for for that? Sure. Um, over the years, people you know have been asking me, why don't you have a like a lower price line or a second price, you know, however you want to say it. And I was like, well, you know, I don't know if I have time for that. And then I, you know, I was thinking about it. Well, I mean, it was, it was just, it was always in my head. And over the summer, no, I'm sorry. In the spring, I started talking to uh, my good friend, Jay Corcoran from Rockstar Pipes. And I said, what do you think about a second line, Jay? And he said, well, that's a good idea. You know, what do you think you want to make? I said, well, I'd like to keep the classics, you know, with, with a little bit of flair, you know, the color, you know, the vibrant um, color stems, which, which I've never used before. Um, so that was new new to me. And um, it just evolved from there. I mean, you know, he's, you know, we're really good, me and you know, Jay, you know, discussing things. And, he, you know, he helps me. I help him. And, um, you know, we, we went through a few names and, you know, he mentioned Gatsby and I mentioned, you know, it was like in my head. And I was like, that, 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 that sounds catchy and good. Um so the Gatsby line is basically, you know, classic elegant pipes. Um, usually, they're all sandblasted um, with uh, high, high uh, contrast color uh, stems. Nice. So yeah, priced at a hundred, hundred and twenty for a Ben. Um, just great smoking pipes. You know, my my standard engineering, uh, you know, with the acrylic, and uh, you can't go wrong. So I'm happy to offer them. Excellent. Um... Obviously, you do commissions. So, how how do folks um, contact you for commission work? Uh, sure. Um, well, I'm on uh, Thorpe Pipes on Instagram, uh, Thorpe Pipes on Facebook, uh, my website, Tim Thorpe Pipes. You know, I just tell people Google it. Um, sometimes people can't remember the the website. It's just my name. You know, so that helps them out. I just say Google it. I'll you know pop right up. I'm going to pause there for just a second to let you know that if you are on Instagram. If you do go to IG, go to Tim Thorpe, T-H-O-R-P-E, Pipes. That's where you will find him. Back to the podcast. Excellent. So uh, who else sells your pipes? I, I think you can, well, I know you can get them over at uh, rockstarpipes.com, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jay has my uh, most current work, um, and uh, you know, he's great to deal with. Um, you know, knows, has a you know, vast knowledge of pipes and, and pipe makers and, you know, uh, really, you know, he likes certain things, and you know that's what I what I give him. Um, uh, where else? Let me see. Iron Reese Pipes Art dot uh, com in Germany. Um, it's another great site. You know, just very. You know, he likes uh, the the gentleman that owns that. You know, just very different, dramatic stuff. Um, uh, let me see what else. Uh, Pipes Ten Under in Australia. Um, another great site. Uh, Jay, his name is Jay as well. Pipes and cigars. Um, so that's my older work. They have like three left, I think. Um, I think that that's it. Yeah, that's quite a few retailers. That's good stuff. So um, your work yeah. seems to move from traditional to very non-traditional shapes with unique uh, color schemes. Tell me about what you like um, moving back and forth through through these different worlds. Sure. Well, so I, I mean, I base my pipes around weight and comfortable. You know, being comfortable. Um, so I guess you could use the word Danish uh, inspired, um, you know, 
shape-wise, lightness, you know, everything revolves around that. Um, and the colors, uh, I've been doing contrast uh, blasting for uh, two years, and um, I think it has really taken off in the last year. Um, you know, people really like it and are interested in it and get a lot of good positive feedback. Um, I do one called Burnt, uh, Burnt Caramel. I have a blackberry. Uh, I have, like, this... Um, Green, greenish black, I call it like the green or gargoyle, you know, something basically it's, you know, based around Halloween. Um, but that has real deep, you know, amazing color. You know, I've never done green until six months ago. It's amazing what you can do with it. Um, then I have another one, which is very vibrant and bright. It's called sunset. Um, I don't do it too often. I usually do it on commissions. I mean, it's like, it's like very, you know, I don't know. Like that's where I kind of draw a line. It's like, well, Maybe I should just leave this for commission. So, you know, I don't know if any if everybody likes that, but the burnt caramel is, is very, very good. You know, very um, easy on the eye. Sometimes it can be a little, a little bright, but uh, I think that's a, that's the best one uh, that I do. And the blackberry, I don't have a problem making them and, and selling it. So that that's interesting. So you've named basically uh, uh, color schemes that that you've come up with. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, so, you know, you have to have a name. I'm, I'm not one. I'm not a. Yeah, everybody nowadays also has names for their pipes. I never really had that, so I was like, well, at least let me name the, the contrast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, that's interesting. I like that. So yeah, and um, I also have the. I'm sorry, the um, the wormhole blasted texture or wormwood. Um, that's also has a, a a very deep dark contrast, and also the texture is contrasting on the wood on top of the blast, so it's like. Two things at once. Um, that's another thing I've been you know, really focusing on uh, over the last uh, over the last year. So that's another contrast, uh, texture-wise. So. so tell me, um, uh, you know, getting back to the the difference between the traditional shapes and the non-traditional shapes. What? Tell me what you like about moving back and forth there. Well, I think it's. I mean, everybody likes billiards. You know, billiards, apples, Dublins. Um, sometimes they can be boring uh, to me, uh, but you know, people obviously love them. You know, sometimes it gets old. Some people are like, I don't, you know, I wouldn't want a billiard. Don't send me a billiard. Or commission-wise, I mean, I haven't made a billiard in a few months. Um, but it's just the evolution of pipe making. You know, the shapes. You know, um, that's the way I look at it. You know, I'm, I'm big into like the Ben eggs and anything with like a nice curvy cheek profile as I describe it you know like the separation I mean that's just overall I, I mean you can't go wrong with that um, you know that's what people want I mean uh, you know so I go back and forth I mean you know you have to I, I tell newer pipe makers too that sometimes they ask me I like, make a billiard and make it again you know that's you have to be able to make a classic shape and make it well um, you know and then evolve from there but but anyway both both are great um, so I, I do make both. I mean, obviously the, the Gatsby line is, they're all classic, but, uh, you know, when I'm bored, I make a billiard. And that's one thing Rad Davis did teach me. He says, you know, not when you're bored, when you have nothing to do, make a billiard and make it, you know. When I was in art school, one of the things that we were taught was, you know, learn the rules to break the rules. And, um, you know, exactly. that's, that's one of the things that has always kind of stuck with me and, um, you know, why I sought out the, you know, the, the help that I, that I did when I started making pipes. 
was to, you know, learn the rules first and then go from there. Um, and I think that's important okay. for, for anybody in, in any kind of art form is to, you know, have an understanding of the basics and, and then whatever your heart calls you to do after that, go and do that thing, whatever that is. Um, oh, absolutely. Have you ever made a pipe that was really hard to let go? Oh, absolutely. Um, especially when I, when I make a pipe that I, that's like made for me. Um, yeah, actually, if you, uh, last week I made, um, you know, I made a, I called it a Danish shake, meaning, you know, obviously black on black, black ebonite, very thin profile, you know, very lightweight. And I just, that's my kind of stuff. I mean, I, I just love it. And, uh, yeah, I was like, wow, I'd love to keep this. Um, but, you know, a, a local, uh, pipe guy here in Cherry Hill bought it and yeah, it was hard for me to let that go. Um, it's interesting how yeah, that works, so. isn't it? You know, you make something, you spend a lot of time with it and sometimes you're yeah. like, wow, I, you know, I could keep this one. But yeah, I, I would like to, uh, actually make myself a pipe now that we're talking about it. <laughs> there you so, go. You got a yeah. project for, uh, this coming week. Mm-hmm. So what particular shape of pipe do you like to smoke? Um, I love uh, like Ben eggs, straight apples, um, anything with a, with a curve. You know, even in, in even in the shank. I mean, I love like just delicate. You know, for a guy like my size, you wouldn't think I like little delicate pipes, but I I do. So anything with a curve, apple shapes, eggs. You know, a little bit of a bend in the shank. I mean, that's that's what does it for me. I'm, I'm simple. I like black ebonite. Um, that's my my thing. What are some of your favorite tobaccos? Um, I, I'm a, I'm a typical flake guy, uh, meaning typical, you know, Stonehaven, Marlin flake, um, some of the Dunhill flakes, full Virginia flake, um, they're, they're just great. I mean, they're, you know, obviously well known. Um, I like Virginia's, I, I like, I'll take like, um, you know, some Virginia's and mix it with like black Cavendish just to lighten it up. Um, like Virginia woods is another good one, but I'm basically a, a Virginia, a little bit of the Greek type of smoker, but Englishes, I, I don't. I used to like them, but they're not my cup of tea. Um, so, gotcha. Yeah, Virginia. What, <laughs> what uh, what's coming up in your workshop that you're really excited about? Um, you know, I would say um, I, I think the the wormwood finish. You know, it's something new and and, and just it's just it's hard to describe. You know, it's like wow, what is that? You know, people are people are like blown away by it. So when you're not working on pipes, what do you like to do? Um, well, me and my wife exercise a lot. Um, usually go to the gym or, you know, if I don't go with her, I'm, uh, trying to get my uh, cardio in. Um, I think what else? Well, uh, when I'm not making pipes, also, uh, maintaining a house, which is, uh, fun. <laughs> a lot of work, um, you know, food shopping, uh, cooking, um, I don't really have any hobbies anymore. Um, yeah, I like to study a little bit, read. Um, yeah, I, I like to study uh, finances and stuff just to keep up to date on different tax stuff. But um, I don't really have a hobby anymore. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like <laughs> you got a big asking, enough one but... with with pipes. You know, it's like a hobby that's exactly. kind of taken over. Yeah, well, you know, it really didn't. I, I always express to people, you know, pipe making is is just it's amazing how much time of, of your life you've already dedicated. I mean, I've I 
you know, I mean, I've been doing this for almost eight years. And it's just like, I mean, it, it's countless. I mean, it's, it's countless. It's just, you know, people you know, always ask me, what does it take to learn? I mean, it's, it takes so much dedication. You have to have passion and, yeah, how hobby turned into a, a job because it used to be a, you know, obviously used to be a hobby and uh, that's where all my time is dedicated. I mean, there's no way around that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Tim, it was great chatting with you today, man. I, I really thank you for uh, taking too, time Ollie. out of your busy schedule, buddy. Absolutely. I, I really uh, I'm honored to, to be on the show. I, re I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Well, thanks again, buddy, and I'll talk sure. to you soon, okay? Yep. Thanks, Ollie. Yeah, thank you very much. Take care. And that was my chat with American pipe carver Tim Thorpe. Looking for a handmade, one-of-a-kind pipe that is a little bit off the beaten path? You need to seriously look at Tim's work. I think you'll love the beauty you end up taking home. Don't forget to check out rockstarpipes.com where you can find your next favorite completely unique pipe. Besides carrying Tim's work, which we just heard about, you'll find lots of other gems over at rockstarpipes.com. Who will you pick up? Briarbird? Grant Batson? Maybe a monstrosity? Have fun and let me know what you get. Until we meet again, friends, this is Oli from Oompal.com wishing you very good luck trying to decide which Tim Thorpe pipe will be next in your collection.